For years, I was so fed up with shampoo, I just stopped washing my hair. I quit completely. I was so sick of poofy, frizzy, limp hair, distorting my natural oils. Until a few months ago, I found Modern Mammals, and it changed everything. And by the way, right now you can visit modernmammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. So check that out. So look, I heard about this through the podcast, and before I agreed to advertise, they sent it to me, and I was reluctant. But let me tell you, I should not have been. This stuff is absolutely magical. My hair felt better, smelled way better, and most importantly, looked better. And I know it will do the same for you as well. It doesn't have those hair-ruining chemicals like other products, and it doesn't leave any leftover residues. It works. Don't believe me? Go read their awesome reviews online as well. Go to ModernMammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. Again, that's ModernMammals.com for 10% off with promo code LSS. Don't forget to use our promo code LSS so they know we sent you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, everybody? Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast, Lead Singer Syndrome. Yes, doing this again. Very exciting. So, so stoked to talk to one of my favorite people. She's amazing. Jenna McDougal of Tonight Alive, but she's back She's back, baby. She's back in a big way with a brand new solo project called Heaven She. And I've spent time with Jenna. We did a co-headline tour with Silverstein and Tonight Alive. And she's just such a magical person. You, When you speak to her, you just feel her spirit. And I am so excited to help introduce this project to people because... It just came out. She's played one show. She's only released one song. It's called No One Will Ever Love You. And this is just really, really cool. And I'm really, really happy to have her back on the show. And this is a great conversation. We get super deep into, you know, what happened with Tonight Alive and and how the pandemic has affected them and maybe some rumblings of their future. So really exciting. If you're a fan of Tonight Alive, you're a fan of Jenna, you're going to love this. And if not, you're going to discover some amazing new music, Heaven She, coming out with more music coming at you real soon. Before I get into that, thank you again for being here. Thank you for listening. I know the main episode's have been a little bit few and far between lately. I've been a bit busy, but don't worry. There are tons of quality, quality episodes coming all up at you really, really soon. And we have the new noise, which is also taking a little mini hiatus uh, for the next few weeks, but don't worry. We'll be back again. It's just a great time though. There's so much going on in the world. It just feels like, A lot of things are coming back. Music is back. My band, Silverstein, we just came back from Europe doing the festival circuit, and we're doing a big tour in the US and Canada with the Amity Affliction. 
head over to silversteinmusic.com for tickets for that and VIP and all that good stuff. It's just a really, really, really exciting time. So thank you for your patience with me and the show. And thank you, of course, for your support and your love as always. However, the All Access Club still kicking, baby. Cinderfest is coming up this month. That's exciting. I cannot wait to hang out with all the people. If you want to join, if you want to join the club, make sure you check out leadsingersyndrome.com slash all access. Of course, that gets you tons of bonus content, merchandise, and access to an incredible, incredible community of other fans of the show, like-minded people. And uh, yeah, it's been, wow, how many years has it been? We're up over five years of the All Access Club. It's just amazing. And shout out to all my sinners worldwide. I love you guys. I miss you guys. Anyway, let's get into it, shall we? A great conversation with one of my favorite people. Here it is. Jenna McDougal of Heaven She. Hey, this is Shane. Jenna, hi. Hello. It's been forever. How are you? I know. It's been many years. I'm good. That's How are so you? Good. I'm I'm fantastic. This is Aww. this is such a treat, you know, to be able to to catch up with you after it's it's literally been like what over four years, I think, since I yeah. saw you. It's crazy. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. What is time? It's bizarre. No, it's so nice to reconnect. Thank you so much. Of course. And of course, you know, there's the big news about having <laughs> she. This is this is exciting. This is a very exciting time for um, you. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually again bizarre. Like it's another one of those things that um well, I don't know, it's kind of a long time coming and mm-hmm. Yeah, it just feels pretty surreal to be here now, but it feels like the course that was um, inevitable. So I love it. It feels like I'm where I'm meant to be. So it's like, yeah, it's exciting. How are you? What's happening in your life? Oh, oh, plenty. Plenty is going mm-hmm. on. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'll tell you later because uh, sure. I don't know if I want to get into it, if we're being honest. Um, sure, it's, no, it's, no, that's it's okay. My show. It's my show, but I'd like this episode to be Mostly about you, if that's okay. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Thank um, you. <laughs> no, but but seriously, I mean, you know, what I love about this project so much, and and obviously so far we only have one song, you know, so I can only gather yes. so much about what exactly you're doing. But, you know, I got to know you pretty well when we did that co-headline tour four years ago. And over the years, you know, we had a lot of really great conversations and this just seems so honest. It seems like you, it doesn't seem like there's anyone mm. pulling you in any other direction, you know, watching whether it's the music video or the lyrics or the, the, the style of music. It just seems incredibly honest to who I know mm. uh, as a person, as you, Jenna. Mm. Wow. <laughs> That's an awesome way to be received. I'm so glad it's coming across the honest and real and genuine. I, I feel that it is. Yeah, it's definitely not coming through any filters or uh, I, I tried to shape this project in ways that it just didn't want to be shaped. So this song, yeah, the, the first one that everyone's heard is was that um, pivotal songwriting moment where I was like, oh, so this is what it's going to sound like and I don't get a say. But <laughs> it's kind of cool. Like, right. Yeah, it, it, it has a life of its own. Yeah, I thought I'd be doing a little bit of a different type of project, but um, no, I'm, I'm I'm really happy with the direction, even though I didn't expect it. Well, it's really interesting, right? Because you know you can't force music, you can't mm-hmm. force art. You know, you can you can have an idea <laughs> of what you're you know what you want to do, and you can have a sort of influence. But yeah, there's the you know you you have might have even in your mind okay this is kind of where i want to go but the journey doesn't always take you there mm-hmm. and and that's and that and that's just reality of it right yeah and and like on the other side of it you kind of can control art but 
but but people will be able to tell. Like yes, I, I, yes. I, I feel like I really, I think I have an ear for it. I'm not sure if, if that's correct or not, but you might hear an artist and you think like, uh, it sounds like you really had a plan for this and it just, it, it, it feels inauthentic or mm-hmm. contrived and mm-hmm. I can't really connect with music like that. I don't know if that's me being overly cr- critical, but I tend to listen to music. I, someone like Alanis Morissette, you would call her a rock artist, but um, like she, she has an authentic voice. Um, you can kind of feel that it doesn't sound like a whole lot else that's happening because it's just her, it's her heart and it's her poetry and it's her journal entries. And yeah. I just love when you can feel the soul and the essence of an artist and you just know that it's, it's real and it's true and it's not, uh, it's not mimicking something else. Yes. No, it's it's not mimicking something else at all. Um, it, for sure, you know it, it is interesting too. You know, you hear it all the time with you know rock bands or punk bands or or you know stuff that you know very well from your time in Tonight Alive. You know, in the scene, mm-hmm. and all the time, you know, bands will be like, "Yeah, like this is our you know our heaviest record ever," or like whatever they'll say, you know, or our most mature record ever. And it's like, right. well, you know what, you know what, you you set out to do that. You set out to force yourself to write whatever you think considered heavy or you considered to be mature. Mm. And nine times out of 10, you forced it and the record's not honest and the record is, is suffers. Mm. And I think you're really mm. right that, that people, people do see through that hundred percent. Mm. Yeah. I think I've been there as well. There's definitely been times in my career where we've kind of forced, what do they say? Like a, triangle through a circle like you just right. you're forcing something because of influences around you yeah um i remember we did this songwriting session with like the singer of some sick 90s rock band but the fact that i can't remember who they are that's kind of rude but it was an interesting session and he he was like fans will always smell a rat i just never forgot <laughs> him saying that and that happened to be in the writing sessions for the album cycle where we did polarize a lot of people and the fact is there were, there were external influences on, on the way that record was. Was that limitless? <laughs> it was limitless. Poor limitless, you know, like yeah. it's so identifiable for that reason. Um, yeah. Like kind of, it's one of those ones that kind of like breaks your heart a little bit, but um, they're honest moments, but they're not the moments that got the light, the spotlight um, with that record. No. For sure. For sure. Yeah. You know, I think it's, it's interesting, you know, and I don't want to psychoanalyze you too much or really put things out there that aren't true, <laughs> but you can, you can feel free to just, just shut them right down. But you sure. know, you got started so young in Tonight Alive, you know, and like being a female and like a male dominated world of whatever you want to call the scene, mm-hmm. you know, there's probably a lot of people telling you like, Oh, you have to do this or you have to be this way or, and, and as your career goes, Oh, well, this is the obvious next step. And, and a lot of times there were, there were those, those bumps in the road that, that ultimately, you know, hurt tonight alive and, and hurt your direction. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, you're just in control of this. And it seems like, like everything I'm reading about it, it's like, you're on your own, you're on your own label. You're doing this yourself. I noticed that you're the only song, uh, writing writer on this song. Like you, you wrote this song by yourself, right? I did. That is, that is like probably pretty cool for you, but also <laughs> maybe a bit daunting. Oh, I love it. Oh uh, no, I, I, I'm loving this feeling. Cause like, there's been moments over the years where I wanted to claim full songwriter on a song um, and I didn't get that opportunity. Um, but it's like I, I presented this song pretty much entirely finished. And, and that's the thing when you're in partnerships and mm-hmm. stuff, it, you can't discredit someone else's contribution to your work. And as it's your team when you're in a band, but yep. I, I'm, I'm the team <laughs> right <laughs> now as heaven she, and um, you know, I, I have, I have, I have supporting, um, you know, freelance um, entities, you know, people that are supporting the project, but it's coming from one source and that, that feels really, really good. There was like, just what came to mind when we were talking about, when you sort of talking about that was, we had one songwriting session like years and years ago where I think there were like five of us in the session and I was like, this is weird. Like the fact that that song had five names credited, I was like, ah, like I'm just not personally into that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
It's, it's interesting when you hear a beautiful song and then you're like, oh, shit, 11 people wrote that. I don't know why that doesn't excite me. That makes me feel like, fuck, that's so fragmented and like, mm, but, but hey, it's, 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 I can see how on the other side um, collaborative teamwork and all these different contributions of creative energy, like that's something to be celebrated too, but that's just not what I resonate with. So that's, yeah. that's the whole essence of Heaven She is like, it's all my my choice. Um, what's happening? That feels good. There is something incredible, inc- incredibly, you know, meaningful or honest about that that one person that wrote that one song that was their entire mm. thing. That they had they had an idea, you know, and they had like a musical vibe, and they had a you know a right. lyric, and they put it all together themselves. That is like a true thought, right? Like in one person's mind, mm. there is something kind of special and personal about that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. I won't, um, I think I, yeah, I won't take us around in circles on the topic. So happy to, <laughs> happy to close out there. Well, the other thing too, um, is you're, you're playing guitar, uh, in this, you know, you're mm. jamming out an electric guitar in the video. <laughs> what is that? An old Gretsch? That's a beautiful guitar, by the way, it is. um, in that music video, I didn't know you were an accomplished guitar player. Um, you know, I don't mm. think I ever saw you play on tour. And then I remember mm. you were doing like, you did like a live stream. I want to say, you know, sometime over the pandemic. Yeah. And I was like, I, you know, I, I, uh, I watched a little bit of it and was like, damn, she's like, she's got some guitar chops. Is that something that you've been working on or something that you've kind of always had and, and just didn't really show up? <laughs> it's funny. Cause I haven't got better at guitar since I was like, um, 14, six, <laughs> between 14 and 16, I'm at that same level. I actually, I don't, I'm not a guitarist, but um, I always played it so that I could write songs. So right. yeah, I've had that skill, I guess, all like half my life, I would say, since music started to, yeah, take the reins in my life. So yeah, no, I haven't, honestly, I'm not, I'm no better than I was as a teenager, but maybe I can keep time a bit better, but no, I just um, feels good to play guitar, and yeah, I'm just a rhythm guitarist, really. Not to say just. Um, I, I admire like being able to be melodic and technical and stuff, but I just don't. I actually don't have that ability. I'm not skilled in that way. Um, well, but I'm no longer seeing that as a bad thing. Yeah. I don't think anyone needs you to shred all over this this uh, yeah. hopeful yeah. Uh, you know upcoming record or whatever. But you know, um, yeah. it is it is cool. And you know what? I really impressed me right away. You know, literally, um, you know, you know when when no one will ever love you. That's the the single, of course. Mm. When that song started, just even you know, it's, it's a pretty you know like you're you know you're doing a little palm muting intro, you know, singing mm. over top of it. Mm. But some of the chord voicings you're using were actually like you know, like pretty cool. Like it seems like that's not something, you know, super basic or anything, you know? So I was impressed. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It feels good. Uh, I actually bought a piano a couple of years ago, not being a pianist at all, but I actually kind of remember what inspired me. I just think it's on Facebook marketplace. A lot of people sell pianos like a hundred bucks or they go for free. I don't know if you've seen that, Mm -hmm. but that was my scenario where I was like, um, I feel a bit limited with guitar. As I said, I've never really diversified or like expanded my skill set there. So I was like, oh, I could try something here. But yeah, on the piano, I just was writing like tens of songs like every week. So that really kind of got, yeah, got the creative momentum going for this project. And it kind of, yeah, it's kicked me off. I have, I have a lot of material that I need to, record basically because of the lockdowns. Right. Which yeah, served, served me well. Okay. So I don't know what you are, are at liberty to, to talk about mm. uh, with me on the, the future of this project. I know, you know, you've said basically you're, you're, you want this to be a full-time thing. You're kind of ready to um, actually, you say you're ready to thrust your creative life into the public space again, is what you say. Um, <laughs> now, are we, okay, when can we expect, I'll just, I'll just ask you, when can we expect some more music? This month. Um, oh, I don't know shit. when okay. this conversation comes out, but I will right have away. another song out. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. So July, we'll have another song. Um, I want to, yeah, I want to release consistently and um, yeah, I just want to, I just want to get this project established and uh, get back in the studio and I want to give people a song every, every month, every two months. Cool. So yeah, that's the goal. 
so you're the plan right now is to release some singles and then maybe maybe see about doing some kind of a a full length album at some point. A hundred percent, I'd love that. Cool. It's not it's not something that's fully in in the works yet, but mm -hmm. it, it's not that it can't be. I have the songs. I really think I could be releasing three albums if I if I could get in the studio and turn it out. Like, yeah, I have the songs, so it's. It's like that restriction of time and honestly money. So it's right. I'm happy to just be getting some momentum and some footing back in the world. And yeah, I'm, I am ready in that sense, creatively. Amazing. Amazing. Well, you, mm, you did you. play um, your first show on June 10th yes. at the Crowbar. Uh, great place. Love it. Uh, <laughs> oh, you played, have you been there? I've been there, yeah. You played yeah. there. That's so cool. Yeah, I've been, I remember there was the crowbar in Brisbane. Yes. And uh, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm very, I love the place. Oh. Love the place. Um, absolutely. Yeah. How was that? Uh, you know, mm. obviously <laughs> you've done plenty of shows, tours all over the world, all different kinds of settings, but for this to be your you know, your namesake, your thing, mm. um, you're in, you know, complete control of this thing. Mm. That must, was it, was it scary? Was it exciting? Was it both? H how did that feel? Yeah. I'm still processing it, which sounds kind of corny, but it really was like, it was a whole new experience. Like I actually came on stage and spoke first and then I played a few songs just with a pianist accompanying me. So it was super intimate and raw and like storytelling. And oh, I was cool. scared as um, I prepared as much as I could. I wrote the songs years prior to this show even happening. So it's like, I was very connected to the messaging, but saying it in front of people and delivering the songs and, you know, kind of reliving some of the emotional stories was far out. And um, I did recognize a lot of people in the crowd. It was, it was a, it was a home show. So right. um, it was intense to be honest. I would describe it as intense, um, but it was just, it's just the beginning. I haven't played it. I hadn't played a show for two years. Right. And prior to that, it was like another two years uh, essentially, or maybe about a year. Um, so I'm, I'm hungry for more of that. I wanted to feel like home again, being on stage. And it's so bizarre to like be in separation from that. I don't know what your timeline's been like over the last few years, but like never been off the road for more than two months. So for yep. like four years, yeah. Yeah. Unprecedented. No, um, <laughs> no for, yeah, from my, from my perspective, you know, back in uh, March of 2020, mm. we were doing our, our 20th anniversary Tour, wow. you know, in, in the U S we were like 10 shows in and it was, you know, that, that day when, you know, you found out Tom Hanks got it and oh. uh, Rudy, Rudy Gobert and they were shutting down the NBA and, and then, you know, we had to, right. to go home and it was, it was really, it was really tough on us, you know, especially mm -hmm. doing, you know, this like biggest tour of our career and, and celebrating right. 20 years and we had a new record our record came out the week before, you know. So oh was, my lord! So it was yeah. pretty, it was pretty rough, and yeah, and like I actually I completely agree with you. You know, like obviously you've been doing it since you were like eighteen, and I've been doing it, you know, since I was maybe twenty. So you know, it's um, mm. it does feel like it's kind of all you know, and then it's just 100%. in one fell swoop, it's like gone, and you're like, what's what's my identity? You know, what? Oh yeah, what am I supposed to do with my myself and my mm. time and like, can I handle this emotionally? And, you know, mm. it, 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 I mean, I think anybody that was in our, you know, uh, our, what we're doing, what we do can mm -hmm. definitely relate to that, that feeling. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The identity crisis that you mentioned is so interesting. Cause I, that happened for me just before the pandemic. Cause we took the hiatus after the end of 2018. Mm -hmm. um, so 2019 was like a year off, but we, we didn't mean to be away for so long. It's just that time got sort of taken. But um, I had the identity crisis and it was kind of so such an important thing to happen to, uh, for me anyway, to start. It just feels healthy to not be um, so heavily associated with what you do as who you are. Even right. though that's kind of, that kind of a beautiful love letter, but like it, it, it has it, it has its some um, sharp edge too. Like that's not necessarily always going to be a safe. Totally.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. To throw a quote, another quote you said right back at you and ask you about it. Mm. Uh, you, mm. re- you said it was really necessary for me to not be active for a number of years. This is in your press mm. release. Um, mm. Can you talk about kind of why, you know, necessary is, is kind of a, a big word, you know, like, uh, sure. you know what I mean? To, to, to use, yeah. like, was there, uh, were you, were you burnt out? Was there something traumatic going on? What, what kind of was mm. it that made it necessary? Um, I, I see it as like, um, a rite of passage, like a coming of age thing that, that, yeah, that happened within the confines of the band and the touring Mm -hmm. and everything, but I didn't, I didn't come into myself outside of being an artist. Um, I don't know. I think I skipped a few steps or maybe I rushed a few. It's hard to say because that was my reality, but it's kind of important for me. I felt to come out of the, the world of, of touring and being an artist and being on and moving away from family and going into state and like kind of getting into my nuts and bolts as a person and right. going into therapy and yeah, like kind of managing stuff that happened years ago, but wasn't dealt with because you just kind of keep touring, keep making records, keep going. So it was kind of me becoming an adult. I felt that like a lot of my twenties were just an extension of my teens. Mm. So moving away and coming off the road was like, um, who am I outside of all that? Do I even exist outside of all that? Like I had a lot of self-esteem issues, health issues. So it was just, it felt really important. Yeah. To break away. Um, and I really did gain a lot of stability because of that and joy. Like I felt alive. I felt young and I felt like happy and I didn't feel like that so much in the like last few years of touring with tonight alive as much i wouldn't say i think it was quite a distressing couple of years towards when we took the hiatus like the health and yeah happiness was pretty compromised i'd say interesting so you know you know you you would have never known that you know like and that's Mm. the time that i you know i kind of got to know you and i I knew you as such a like Mm. uplifting kind of I mean, I don't want to, you know, get too crazy mm-hmm. here, but like inspiring. It, it was inspiring to mm. see the way that you treated people um, and the message that you put forth and the mm. way that your fans, you know, gravitated to that and, and just, just how uplifting everything mm. you were trying to do was, you know, so to, to hear that, that inside there was some uh, feeling, <laughs> feeling of being incomplete is kind of heartbreaking, you know, to, to me. Uh, and I guess to you it was worse, right? Thank you so much. It's a really lovely perspective. Yeah. Like, you know, what's interesting is the tour that we were on together. So for people listening to Underworld and like that was our Underworld album release tour. And what was happening for you guys at that time? Was that an anniversary um, or an album? Re- you had a new album come out at that time too in 2018, was it? No, actually we were we were like a little bit, we were like a year into kind of our album cycle. Sort of in cycle. At that point, yeah. yeah it was, so it was, it was like, like beginning of 2018, I think. Yeah, it was a really potent time for, for us, like for, the t- for Tonight Alive. I think we hadn't headlined America for maybe, I don't know, a while anyway. But yeah. um, I felt like I was in a lot of pain at that time emotionally, but I was giving my best performances and like, I felt like I was, I was myself as an artist, maybe not myself as a human. I'm not not sure exactly. I haven't thought about it for a while, but I just find it really interesting that 2018 was probably the most like distress I've been in my personal life, but, but the best performances I ever gave. Like, I'm so (laughs) glad that's the note that we went out on before hiatus. Like, I feel like, yeah, I kind of, I reached my, tonight alive potential in 2018 which is kind of cool well for sure i mean i think you know as 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 singers and everything like it's a rocky road um figuring Mm. out okay this is my voice and this is how i sing in the studio and then i go on tour and it's like way more difficult and i you know we all have to navigate how Mm. we're going to treat our our voices and our vocal health and how we're going to perform and everything else that goes along with it and i do think that over time 
we all, I think we all get better, you know, hopefully, um, mm, you know, and mm-hmm. was that, was that part of it too? Do you think that just, you were starting to kind of maybe figuring out some of the things like in terms of the technical side of like your voice and your performance? Um, I wonder if it's just cause like the touring was relentless. So it was like, I was just really warmed up <laughs> like, <laughs> as a singer. I thought, you know, I don't know. I could definitely watch videos back and go, oh, that's it. That's not as good as I thought it was. But right, yeah. it was more my performance. It was like what I was giving, what I was representing, what I was saying. Right. Um, just my delivery. I felt, mm-hmm. yeah, I really felt in my prime, actually, in that underworld era. Um, but yeah, also it was kind of like just let, let it all out on the stage. That was really liberating. Awesome. Awesome. Well, mm. I'll throw another quote back at you mm, the sure. birth the birth of heaven she is not the death of tonight alive mm-hmm. now you've mentioned the hi- the hiatus um yeah. i know you know i know there was like some member changes one of you know your i never met your old guitar player yeah. uh, that was not on the tour well my my internal response is it's so interesting how you would have met us or, or toured with us at a time where he wasn't part of the band, yeah. but you know, all the music we we're writing, he wrote. Right. Exactly. Oh, sorry. All the Ex- music we played. Yeah. He was, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, so I, I knew that I, I wondered if that maybe was part of it, you know, I don't know but his, you know, mm. what his, if he, if he had a big leadership role in the band, obviously like writing was mm. a big part of it, mm-hmm. but like, you know, I don't know if I really ever heard or understood exactly why the hiatus happened, but, you know, you have come back and now you're, you know, with mm. a statement like saying, this is not the death of Tonight Alive. I, I you know, we are mm. interested in doing things. Um, just walk me through like all that in the last couple of years and, and how it's all been and and maybe even how the the pandemic has kind of affected it as well. I guess where it started was, yeah, no, it was it was really difficult when Fakayo left the band. Um, it was, it was kind of like a parent leaving the family. Like it was mm. a big detachment happening. I had dislocation. It was, it was, um, really scary. Um, so I guess we, what did we do? Like once that happened, we started the campaign for the album that he just wrote and we just recorded together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess we got into 2018 and it was a pretty, dense year like it, we had a couple we had three headlines and warped and maybe some other stuff in between it all but it was just big um but by the time we got to the end of it I was feeling pretty snapped in half like I was quite unwell and we were we were all kind of frazzled from having the member change and like all the dynamics in the band had to shift of responsibility and who was going to step up to this and that role and mm-hmm. there was a lot of tension and and pressure and all this kind of stuff was going on so it was kind of like I said I can't, I basically, I can't do the next tour and I, I need to pull out of it. And I think it was advised, it was like, why don't you take six months? And why don't we just sort of say, you know, sorry, everyone, we're going to go away for a while and right. catch our breath and get, get well. Cause I think mm-hmm. I wasn't the only one suffering at the time. And I think people will probably see it like it was because of me, but no, there were definitely some, definitely some instabilities throughout the band. Right. So, um, yeah, so we just decided to take that break and basically we we just haven't we I haven't talked about this a whole lot. That's but okay. Yeah, That's just, okay. Yeah, just with all the lockdowns and everything, it's like, oh shit, where does this leave the band? The the break became longer and longer. Yeah. Um I was sort of saying, you know what, I'm more interested in them in writing my own music at the moment. I don't wanna find a new sound for Tonight Alive's next record without our primary songwriter that we've written all our work with. Like I was, I just didn't, I honestly was like, I don't want to make another Tonight Alive record without him. And it was never going to happen at that time. So yeah, um, that's a little bit of that story. But this year we've, we've been kind of talking about what, where, how do, yeah, how do we see the future? Is it, is there a future? And, what would it feel like and what would it include and involve and who would be a part of it? Right, so right. that so, conversation's so, been evolving. Yeah. So with, with, with Wakayo and, and seeing mm. if he's going to come back or have some kind of role in at least the creative process. He actually instigated this oh. conversation. So that's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really surprising for us and for the fans as well. Um, who've you know, read a little bit about what I've said online and um yeah, we're kind of just, we're just exploring it gently, softly, slowly. We're just yep. like, 
how does this fit into our lives now that we've all established other projects and we're all doing other things with ourselves? And um, how much does that excite us? And what is there urgency for that? Or is it just a passion project at this stage? Or right. do we tour or do we just make music? It's, it's, it's just all in conversation at the moment, which is pretty bold to be talking about it when there's just no certainty. But the <laughs> no, fact that... <laughs> I, appreciate, yeah. I appreciate your honesty no. with it. And, and I think that this all, like hearing this all and knowing you and everything, this just makes so much sense. Honestly. Oh yeah. Yeah. Why? Why do you say that? Well, I don't know. I, I think like the one thing I'm. I'm. Well, I was. What I was about to say was like, you know, the the whole pandemic and COVID and everything. I feel like for you, and I don't know what kind of toll that took on your mental health, because I'm sure. I mean, it took a toll on all of our mental health. Mm. But the fact that you know you were able to take time away from maybe getting back into tonight alive when you guys weren't maybe not ready, mm, you were able mm. to take that time for yourself, work on your own music, develop this project now that's coming to fruition in an amazing way. At the same time, uh, Wakayo and the, and the other guys like having maybe a, a little bit of like missing it, a little bit of, of a reality check of like, Hey, this is something important to my life. This all kind of coming back in the fold. It's kind of like a, like a perfect storm and it's kind of beautiful mm. that like maybe mm. everything is going to return uh, and you're going to get something really special out of it. Well, at the same time, having that break that you said you kind of needed for yourself, right? Yeah. And it, and it just unfolded in a way that we couldn't have expected, which is interesting. Cause like, I think, yeah, one of the last songs on the, on the latest record says like, we always get what we ask for, just not in the way we expect. So, yeah, <laughs> yep. we wanted the break, but it was like, oh, crap, you know, <clears throat> didn't know it was going to be three plus years. Um, but I do imagine that when we write music together again, that it will be really special. And the thing is that we want to honour what Tonight Alive has been for us and for our audience as well. And there were discussions about, like, let's just finish this here, you know. You know, we've lost these years anyway. And I, I never wanted to just discard it and say, okay, it's over now. Like, we went on a hiatus and now we're breaking up. That's, like, to me, that's ridiculous and that that was never the plan. Yeah. Um, but I, if anything, you know, I, I at least I'd be happy to put one last release out and and get on the road and, like, celebrate it. That's how I feel. And we'll just see how this all manifests. Yeah. Because, you know, yeah, there's so many different voices and feelings and timelines now that need to align, um, which is interesting because when you're in a band, everything, you always align for years on end, right? Like your, your, well, your you, passions, you, your better. dreams, <laughs> your plans. <Right>. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Everything's to, more in sync. Yeah. Yeah. We're a little bit out of sync at the moment. So we'll just see how and when we sync up, basically. Absol- absolutely. Um, mm. I, I don't want to take up too, more, too much more of your time. I appreciate, you know, you, you talking to me about all this and it really is great to, it really is great to catch up. Now this, this song, no one will ever love you. It's <laughs> such, um, it's an uplifting song, but it's coming out of what seems like a very toxic relationship or situation. <laughs> yeah. Is that accurate? Right. Um, I guess I would feel, it's interesting, I would feel guilty to call it toxic, but then I can see that guilt is like my codependence of not wanting to, <laughs> yeah, not wanting to shame yeah, someone or something. But no, for sure, like, it's it, it, there's so much bittersweetness in the song of saying like, oh, you really hurt me and you did some things that were wrong, but I still wish you well. Mm-hmm. It's like an interesting dance and it, um, this is one of like, many breakup songs from this like family of songs I wrote over the last few years. Um, it's, it's, it's probably the kindest one and I'm, <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited to tell different sides of the story through different songs as they're, they're all waiting to, 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 to come out basically. So are you friends with most of your exes? I actually am. <laughs> no, which I is am too. Funny. I am too. <laughs> I know. There's not many, you know, I don't really have many exes, um, but you know, the poor things, they've got all these songs written about them. So, but no, it's nice to maintain these relationships because I've only, you know, they're just there. There's only a couple of people that I've loved and they've had really significant um, effects on my life and who I've become. And yeah. Awesome. 
I, I love it. I, I just cannot wait to hear more. The other thing I had, I, I, I've been jotting down notes as I've been talking to you and you were talking about your show and how you were playing with piano and you got a piano mm. and all this. Is, is there going to be a bunch of piano driven uh, tunes in the future? Is this something that is, you know, is something kind of a new, a new tone for, for you? Yeah, definitely. It's interesting. Um, but yeah, a, a lot of the songs were written on piano and then kind of guitar was added. So you know, obviously no one will ever love you as guitar-led, uh, and a, a, lot, a lot of the songs are, but um, when I get back in the studio in a few months, I'll be working on some of the piano tracks, and oh, I'm excited. I'm genuinely excited because when I wrote the songs, it was for me. It was like alone in a room, you know, singing in the tone of voice that I sing to myself, not that I use on stage. Mm -hmm. So that affected the songwriting um, a lot. Um, my tone of voice kind of changed a bit. Um, and I don't really know where I was going with that, except that I did picture, despite the fact that it was so intimate writing the music, I did picture being on festival stages, like <laughs> performing them. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, so it'll be a mix of those two energies. That is interesting, isn't it? And that's something that <laughs> almost never gets talked about is, is when you are writing a song, are you picturing that, like that live performance? Are you picturing like, oh yeah, you know like, like I, I always find with a lot of rock bands, you know, as they're, as they go on, they get better at writing songs that go over better live because they're think they're like maybe right. thinking about it a little bit more as like, okay, this is the part where like the crowd's gonna, you know, clap yeah. or this is the part where yeah. there's a, there's a breakdown and this is like the mosh call or, or whatever. Right. So mm -hmm. that's kind of an interesting thing that like we don't maybe we don't think about that when we're like kids writing songs but then once you become no. a performer and performing yeah. takes over the you know the bulk of time you spend then it, it does kind of find a way to kind of weed its way into your writing process mm -hmm. yeah i'm envisioning one of my fantasies about one of the songs that will come out hopefully this year um, where I imagine being at a festival and having um, a drum line at the front of the oh, stage where okay. like, so obviously there's a band playing, but we kind of have a few other drummers come to the front with a tom and like, I'm part of that. And I'm yeah. like playing the, the toms like in this epic like bridge build up. And yeah, that's just one of my fantasies that I hope is fulfilled. <laughs> but yeah, it, no, yeah, you can definitely see when you can hear like, after enough years of performing, I agree with you. It, it is, it is, it is absolutely, absolutely wild. Heaven, she, the new project from tonight. <laughs> so sorry. Tonight. <laughs> tonight. Tonight's a new one. <laughs> That's never happened. But <laughs> no, I can see that. It actually <laughs> strangely works. Uh, I know. <laughs> that, will, that will hopefully be edited out. Um, <laughs> Heaven, she, the new project from Jenna McDougal um, is out now everybody the new single no one will ever love you is out now and there's more to come jenna thank you so much for this what else to tell the people before i let you go and, and get on with your uh morning i guess in australia mm. well thank you so much shane this has been a beautiful conversation and yeah i just i'm grateful for anyone who's interested to be listening to this conversation and um following the journey and uh, yeah. you know checking out the music and yeah, holding space. Like it's a pretty, it's a privilege to be an artist who, um, who has, yeah, an audience that are just holding space and witnessing and supporting and enjoying the music and resonating. Like that's actually a huge privilege that I've come to understand in the separation from it. You know, when it's so normal from the age of 16 that people respond to your art. Like, but after four years of separation from that, like wow. you realize how lucky you are that yeah. anybody understands you at all. Because, like, I think as an artist, sorry, I'm going on, but as an artist, like, the reason you write is because you probably don't feel understood in your in your life or family or relationships or yeah. place of origin type of thing. So, to be understood and seen and heard is is a privilege, and I'm so grateful, yeah, to be in that position. And I love I love making music, and um, uh, yeah, I, I love you all. So, thank uh. you. Beautiful words from a beautiful person. Uh, Jenna, mm. thank, thank you so much for, for taking the time and all the best with everything. Let's play the jam. Here it is. No one will ever love you yes. on Lead Singer Syndrome. Thank you. No one will ever love you as much as I do. You 
So there is new music from Heaven She. No one will ever love you. A remarkably uplifting lyrical track for the title. But that's what she does. It's an amazing, amazing song. And I cannot wait for more coming. Jenna says more music coming this month. And she wants to keep putting out tons and tons of it. So make sure you head over to Jenna's socials. Give them a follow. Heaven She on whatever you listen to music on. If it's Spotify or Apple, make sure you give that a follow as well. And hopefully we'll get some tour dates and you can see Jenna performing and talking and just doing what she does best, which is an awesome, awesome thing. Anyway, make sure you're subscribed to the show. Hit that subscribe button, hit that follow button, whatever you are listening to this on. Thank you for the support, for the love. Tell a friend, tell a loved one, go back, listen to old episodes. There's plenty out there and we'll be back real soon with more podcasts for your listening enjoyment. I'll leave you with a tune. Let's go with a Tonight Alive song. Why not? There's only one Heaven She song. So here is 
Tonight Alive with Temple on Lead Singer Syndrome. Peace and love. See you next time.